What's up and welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. This is Alex and Caleb coming at you with our preseason coverage of Survivor 46 that doesn't have a title because Jeff doesn't think they should have titles and he also doesn't think there should be returning players or auctions uh, in New Era Survivor. But we are excited to be back with you today um if you've been listening to our recaps and exit interviews of australian survivor you hear us all the freaking time so uh hi again but if you haven't heard us since the survivor 45 finale welcome back we are excited you are here and if you're a first time listener we like you even more so you're our favorites this season thank you for tuning in uh caleb how are you feeling tonight well, you know, it's not, you know, I'm excited for U.S. Survivor. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the, like, endless slog that's about to be the next four weeks where we do uh, Australian Survivor and U.S. Survivor all at the same time. But I am excited for a new season. I'm excited for the 90-minute episodes ahead mm. for season 46. Uh, I'm excited to see kind of where this goes. I I have really enjoyed watching Australian Survivor so far uh, this calendar year. Uh, if you haven't been watching those, I believe they are somewhat being posted on, on YouTube at this point. And so go check them out. Australian Survivor is a blast. We, uh, Alex and I, are on record saying that we love it uh, and we do love it indeed. And uh, I'm excited to see how this season builds off of what was a very good season 45. Yeah, no, I love that. That's, that's a great point, Caleb. And yeah, we've enjoyed Australians forever this season. We've had some really fun guests so far. We actually just wrapped up with the two time player, Sam Webb, go check that out. It's already posted. Um, But we've had a lot of fun doing exit interviews and stuff like that for the Australian cast. But I agree. Season 45 was great. Excited to see where season 46 comes in next. Um, and it, you know, Caleb, our preseason coverage, we like to do a bit of a cast assessment and then a fantasy draft. So that's what this episode will be. Uh, we're gonna, we're not going to dive too much into it, but we are going to look at this cast. And I guess uh, for the first time ever, I'm leading the cast assessment slash fantasy draft. Usually this is Caleb's baby. Like he loves it. He's, he's the stats guy. I'm the personality. Now he doesn't believe that. Um, Listen, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Alex, is that when you are so good at something, when you bring just like A++ material, you know, it's kind of like letting, you know, letting the you know, kids give it a go. It's like, you know, you're not going to do as good of a job, but it, darn it, you need a chance to grow. You need a chance to fly. You will fail. But you know what? You're not going to know unless you try. I mean, I know, but, you know. You, you got it, man. Apparently, I don't. Um, now, Caleb, <laughs> that is exactly how I feel about doing fantasy drafts with you. I'm I've perfected it, and I just bring you along each week. Hey, hey, hey! Each we we already went through this in our ten whatever eleven seasons of Team Caleb and Alex. That you have the overall better record. You do, but I I have what matters most, right? I have the championships on the team i'm mj you're lebron in this situation i have more winner picks on team caleb and so that's all that matters to me 
Speaking of LeBron, um, something really funny happened this week. I uh, got to teach like seven uh, sections of a course uh, at my job, and I'm doing Strengths Finder, uh, you know, the 34 different things. And part of that, there's a point to this. Part of that is there lecture. I asked them for like name some successful famous people. And I asked them to like do an athlete, do an actor and do like a, a musician. So I do actor first. Uh, they said everything. Uh, musician, I would just stand there until they said Taylor Swift. Um, and then I go, great, Taylor Swift. And then no matter what they said for the athlete, I would go, I heard Travis Kelsey. Um, but every single one of the six classes said LeBron as their athlete. And I just thought that was interesting because you call me LeBron. And, you know, when Gen Z thinks of successful athletes, they think of me. So that's what I'm taking away from that. Now, Kayla. And listen, Alex, I've seen some jumps in logic on this podcast before. You've said some jumps in logic. But that might be the greatest one that's ever happened. The greatest of all time? Sure. Whatever you say, man. Thanks, you Caleb. are you and DK Chillin are the uh, we are commander the of the goat army. <laughs> we are the commanders of the goat army. Uh, it's, dude, great reference, man. Thank I know. You. Listen, I pull out the survivor knowledge every episode. Do you? Yeah, every episode. I'm just like an endless, endless well of knowledge. Now, before we jump in, Caleb and I have seen <laughs> each other and been podcasting so much because of Australian Survivor uh, that we are a bit delusional. Uh, and so this is going to be a really fun episode. This is already our third intro because Caleb has a turtle puppet that he is pulling out and instinctively, I cannot stop laughing at it. Sheldon, uh, he's here. His name's Sheldon. Um, so I, I'm sorry in advance, but I think this is going to be a fun episode. Now, Caleb and Sheldon, who's drinking a Coke right now. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> This isn't on YouTube right now, but Sheldon is officially on team Caleb. And what my wife doesn't know is that this is her puppet that someone sent her for like a bonding thing because she works remotely. But now it's mine. Sheldon is mine. That your wife doesn't listen to our podcast. I know. That's why she'll never know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. We're going to go into, he's still on camera. Uh, we're going to go into this cast assessment. Now, Caleb, a couple opening questions I've got for you as we look at this new cast of 18 players. Um, what? Stop. He is stroking this turtle puppet. <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. It's going to oh, be a fun episode, Alex. Caleb, what is your initial reaction of this new batch of 18 players? What do you think of this group? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest. I, I actually think production, what whoever the marketing has done a disservice to this cast, because I honestly don't really know that much about them. Uh, I think they did a good job of, if their goal was to like try to hide who the you know major players are going to be, which should probably be a goal of, any marketing for survivor they did a good job i, I have no idea who to like necessarily like love or like or who i think is going to do well so far on this season but you know i think so it's a seems like an entertaining um cast of uh people on this season i think they are we're at, looking at their ages in general it seems like we're still hitting the like 20s the 30s all like 20 year old the 30 year olds like all over the place i think like one tribe literally is like 
their median age is probably like 30 exactly that, or something like that. That's my job this episode. I already have the median ages. That's great. That's fine. I'm just saying like they're, they're, they're continuing to lean into this age group, which like is great. But also, Jeff, give me a freaking call. Uh, I'm in that age group. I'm, I'm perfect for you. But uh, no, yeah, I think there's going to be some fun um, characters on here. We'll kind of see. I, I'm, I know I've said a lot of words with probably out say without saying actually a lot of substance, which is exactly what I would do on Survivor. And I'll sum it up by saying I am cautiously optimistic. Oh, okay. You say it like me and the listeners don't know. That that's what you just do. That's just you. No, man, I, I agree. You know, it is truly humbling when you are going through these ages and you realize you are older than a majority of the cast. Um, it is, I, that's been true for several seasons now, but I have not had to face that in the mirror um, quite like this season. So it is quite interesting to do that. However, you know, as I look at this cast and some of their cast videos and interviews, uh, a couple themes emerged for me as like a lot of people were talking about having difficult childhoods. A lot of individuals are kind of like quirky. Um, yeah. It's a very mm-hmm. kind of quirky, kooky bunch. Yeah. Um, but it's also a lot of kind of um, people mentioning being nerds, like being kind of the offbeat type of person um, growing up and even now. And so how I here, here's my claim to fame. If we go viral for this, this is this is all me. I think they cast this cat, the cast of this cast, based on the Tika three and the success of the Tika three because Carolyn is such this over the top kooky character that we really hadn't seen a whole lot of that before. A little bit Marianne, but like unlike anyone else. And now we have several individuals who are acting like carolyn did in these confessionals jam jam was like this over the top just like really fun big personality and we're getting a lot of those this season too and then even carson being this like nerd like self-proclaimed nerd of survivor and so many individuals this season they are claiming that nerd identity and so with this match of like big personalities kooky nerds I feel like I'm watching the Tika three that just like evolved into 18 individuals. It is wild. And I, and I always think about the sequence of survivor where it goes, they film 41 and 42 back to back 43, 44 back to back. And they have a break and then 45, 46. And so they don't really get a lot of audience feedback in between the odd and the even numbers. However, they do after the even numbers. And so that's my tinfoil hat, if you will, that they saw the success both in the game and from fan reception of Carolyn Jam Jam and Carson. And they adjusted casting to meet that even further. That is an interesting take, Alex. And I actually kind of agree with you after that, like reflecting on it. I think that's a solid like kind of argument and it kind of would make sense. But what's interesting about that too, like there's, it's been a year later uh, from the Tika three that uh, we, I think it was in the season before they were like trying to do some like TikTok reels with like TikTok trends that were like <laughs> six, yeah, yeah, yeah. six months old at that yeah. point. So that's what this feels like, right? Is that this is, you're going to try to capitalize on the Tika three. We've come and gone so, like since Tika right. three. 
right? So like it is, it's interesting to see. I also like, I don't know, what what are your thoughts? I'm, there are no, like your, your archetype of your favorite archetype of the pretty boy, uh, like buff dude that probably isn't that strategic, but thinks but that finds a lot of idols, but that finds a lot of idols is not on this cast, Alex, not represented. Do you think that whatever this trend of the quirky kooky nerds, and maybe that's just how they're editing so far is good or bad for survivor. Oh, um, I, I think this season will be telling. I, I think it will be. And I think it is a player's archetype is one thing, but it's really their strategy. And that's not always tied to the archetype. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like we've seen the archetype of kind of the um, flirt or like, Oh, I'm just here to look pretty or the buff dude or whatever actually play really strategic games. Um, and so I, for me, it's in casting. Did they cast them because of the personality or is their game underneath that personality? And I think that will be what's telling. I, I do think both Carolyn and Jam Jam with kind of these big, larger in life personalities did have a lot of strategy behind them. I hope they're not kind of like the uh, the Walmart versions of them where it's like just kind of the facade of these really good players in the new era. Um, I, ju- I just don't know. And it's fascinating because there's two players in particular who look identical even to the point where in one of their interviews they acknowledge like all i want to know is why is there someone who looks just like me on this cast who, um who I, is it? I, I think it's liz and mariah they look very mm-hmm. similar and okay. kenzie even in some pictures looks similar to those yeah. two as well um it's it's very interesting yeah absolutely also uh i'm just like kind of thinking thinking about the cast thinking about kind of your observation of like all these quirky characters you know survivor cast people like they talk about casting interesting people which like that's great like you you should have people that are able to tell a compelling story offer representation for people's experiences um for people to connect with like that's an important part of kind of this tv show but it feels like and I don't think I would have ever been able to name this until right now, that are they casting to see, right? They're casting for interesting characters, but have they lost sight of casting for how those characters will interact with one another, hmm. right? Like that was so such a staple of old school Survivor was how was, I mean, how, what, season one, how right. was Rudy and Richard going to interact thrown on a tribe together yes right and sue like, hawk who, who's a truck driver right yeah is in that mix kelly yeah. wigglesworth who's like a what was she like a um it was like a rowing instructor or, yeah yeah like a raft or adventure guy Rafting or something instructor. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and so it's like they, they've lost like this like they've started to focus so much on like we need interesting people that they haven't seen you know maybe they're not prioritizing this like how are these people going to interact and like why like you know we could go into a tangent of why i think we've it's moved past like its roots of a social experiment and into just like game showy which like you know mm-hmm. isn't bad it is, it is a game it, show yeah it, it, it is a game show right like uh it, it's not the version of survivor that i prefer but it's what we have and so i i'm i don't think i would have been able to name that until you kind of pointed out that hey all these people seem to kind of like they're not the same person but they are kind of leaning in to a certain type of person. 
Yes. And, and it feels like those who may not have that larger than life personality may get overshadowed in the edit. Um, that, you know, watching these like one minute videos back to back to back of all them, you can kind yeah. of pinpoint are right, these four are probably pre-merge boots. And even if they aren't, they're probably not going to get a big edit compared to some of these others. Um, and, and so it's really interesting to see that. I, I'm curious what will happen. I, I do think it's going to be a fun season. I enjoy watching Survivor with this. And so, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really intrigued. The other piece too, that's been brought up quite a bit online is there seems to be several of these players um, wanting to capitalize on some fame. Um, and, and I don't know if that's true. Now, that sounds probably worse than it is, but I, I think there's a Reddit thread where it walks through like, hey, these are the ones who already have a pretty big following. These are the ones who have some sort of business and or merch already set up on their Instagram preseason that, hey, you can meet with me, pay this amount of money, or hey, you know, join my business, or here's merch I've already created before the show started. So um, I know the merch thing is pretty standard now in the last couple of years. US Survivor does it, Australian Survivor does it. Just a lot of people have the merch, but it is interesting to acknowledge like, hey, there may be more individuals looking to make this, um, I don't know, not a career, but capitalize on it a bit. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And you, you and I have talked off, off podcast about this, is that it does feel like in the past couple of seasons that there are more players that have tried to pursue some kind of influencing on social media or, or, or turn it into something else, which like, you know, I once told I, I we used to know a guy I used to know a guy uh, that had previously worked for CBS um, like was like a like an intern or something like that and I had made a comment about like yeah if I was on Survivor I would never like go and like you know sell like or like be, do an ad on social media for something and his response was like yeah you say that now but when someone comes calling with a check uh, you might think differently so like yeah. I, it's really easy for me to sit here and go like. Oh, like, why are these people doing this? Like, they're just trying to capitalize on the fame. Like, I don't know their situation. I don't know their full life. Like, do what they need to do. Do I think that I would do that? No. But, like, I, I'm not in their situation. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, judgment is withheld. Um, yeah. But it, it, but it is, it's just an interesting trend, right? Like, it's, it's kind of this, it's almost the bachelor effect. Allie and I, my wife and I have been talking about and watching Love is Blind. Uh, we've been, we're our devotees of that show at this point. And every season I'm like, okay, who is here actually kind of like, honestly, to to find a husband or a wife and who is here trying to get famous? Right uh, reasons for strong reasons. Which That's like some bachelor stuff. But right let's there. also pull off like to an extent, right? Anyone who signs up for a reality television show their their primary motivation may not be fame, but there is a there is an acknowledgement that that is an outcome of it. Because uh, if you wanted to play Survivor, there's you know fifty something odd very good live reality like games that that people host on YouTube all across the nation that are very good. Obviously, they're not twenty six days. That's like a major dis- distinction, but like. If you just want to play Survivor, you can go play Survivor. Yes, the, I disagree, though. I, I do think the the right way to approach applying to Survivor is to be able to grow more than anyone else on the island. And that's <laughs> how you deserve a million dollars at the end. 
That is the winning cause in my mind. Now, Caleb, let's move into these stats of these 18 strangers stranded on an island for 26 days in pursuit of a million dollars. Let's look at some locations. Caleb, who or where do you think is like the region that the most players this season come from? And these regions, they just gave states. So I just kind of like, I'm not a geography kind of guy. So I just assume some regions. So, you know, this is Alex's regions. Uh I'm going to assume Northeast. That is incorrect. Oh, Um, there, there are four individuals from the Northeast. That is the second highest. Yeah. Two from Massachusetts, two from New Jersey in in terms of like current hometowns. Right. Um, none from New York, which is actually very fast. Home, hometown or um, uh, I don't know their, what, what whatever parade.com said. It said both, I think. Oh, um, then oh no, I did current residence then. Current residence. Um, yeah, no, did I? Yes, I did. Yes, I did current. <laughs> yes, I did current <laughs> residence. I was like, wait a second, did I? Um, no, it's actually the southeast. And so you have three individuals from Florida, one from Mississippi, and one from Georgia. Okay, great. I was afraid you were about to include Texas in there, which I would have... That's thought. Southwest. Those would have been... No, it's not Southwest either. It's just Texas. It's just Texas. Yeah. Just well, Texas. there's just one. Uh, <laughs> and just just yeah. so we're clear, uh, that's not because I have any love for Texas. That's just because people try to lump Texas into the Southeast, in where I am from, and it's not the Southeast. Anyway, so five from the Southeast, uh, three from Florida, which is very fascinating. And then one from Mississippi, one from Georgia. Uh, others, uh, middle, mid-Atlantic, two, Midwest, two, Southwest, slash Texas, one, West, three, and then Canada, one. Hold on. Hold on. What is mid-Atlantic? It's like the, uh, it's like North Carolina. That's Southeast, buddy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Mid-Atlantic. That it, listen. It is quite li- literally in the middle of listen, the coast on listen, the Atlantic. Listen, below North Carolina, Tennessee. What's Virginia? At, it's northeast. That's no, the that's the divide. That's the dividing line. Absolutely not. Listen, All right. I'm from I'm from Alabama. I have experience in this. Congratulations, my man. Now I'm hosting this episode, and it's my regions. I, I actually have a serious comment about the cast. Uh, one thing I did notice going through: quite a few number of either immigrant or first generation mm-hmm. um, players, and maybe you're going to note that. That which I just found like I, that's that's awesome to see, right? Like just from a uh, representation standpoint, um, and they they bring a cool, unique story uh, to that. I just wanted to point out that that was something I noticed. Absolutely. Yes. And, and in terms of that, just a different sector of diversity in terms of even just like birth country or right, you know right. country of origin. I, I love that too. So excellent, Caleb. Now let's go into ages. You referenced it a little bit. We'll get into the median ages of each tribe. However, if we look at stats, I my claim to fame is as a junior in college, I took um, my third semester of stats in a row, and I set the curve in every test that uh, class. Caleb, we're going to go through the range, the median, and the mode of the ages. What do you think is the age range of this cast? I mean, the age like, range. Youngest to oldest. Yeah, 22 and 48. Yeah, because you have to cast up. That's not my, you didn't tell me I couldn't. 
Okay, it's 22 to 48. That takes the fun I, out of it. But it is 22 <laughs> to 48. Yes, that is correct. Uh, I come now, prepared. Now, Caleb, what? No, you don't. You hopped on and said, I'm not prepared. Uh, <laughs> Caleb, median age, the average age of these 18. Uh, 32. 31.4. Oh, so close. Yes, so close. so close. So they're coming up on their half birthday here soon. Um, now, what about mode? So like the most common like age number. Don't look at it, Caleb. I'm, I'm going to look at fun. it. I'm You're not... staring at it right now. Uh, the most common, I think, is 24. Uh, you are a third right. So there's actually three different modes. Ah, we have okay. uh, two individuals who are 24, two who are 29, and then two who are 31. Uh, now, the really cool thing about that. We also that, have though, two who are 41. Do we? Yeah. Come on, man. No, we don't. Come on. Yeah, we do. Do we? Yeah, we do. We do not. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I missed that. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's leave out the 41 here for a minute. The really cool thing about this, though, is that the two individuals who are both 24 are on the same tribe. The two individuals who are both 29 are on the same tribe. And the two individuals who are 31 are also on the same tribe. But those are three different tribes. So orange is both 22-year-olds. Purple is 29-year-olds. And then green would be 31 year olds and apparently there's someone on the purple and the orange tribe who are both <laughs> 41 i love them just ruined like this oh, look at this cool interesting thing that i saw here's three exactly on three tribes yeah man, I just, if, this I just... a, if this wasn't a family friend podcast i'd have a few <laughs> choice words for you hey, right now remember at the beginning of the episode when i was like yeah like it's like the kid doing it i know you're gonna fail this is this is just confirmation thanks dude all right so I do want to get into our draft here soon, but I want to look at these three tribes. Now, yep. historically, Caleb, you look at these three tribes, you kind of list them all out, and then you ask me, who are your standouts? But then we both just kind of play this like game of chicken where we don't want to say who our real stand standouts are because that gives away our draft, or sometimes we do say it and try to bluff the other one. Now, Caleb, you know I work out at business school, and so I we're do. going to do a SWOT analysis of each of these three tribes. <laughs> All right. So in case you weren't familiar, SWAT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of these three tribes. That's what we're going to do, Caleb. And I want to do it quickly. Usually we want to spend a lot of time researching these four categories. We're going to do it somewhat quick. All right. You are baffled. Why? Because it's fun. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So the Nami tribe, I'm assuming that's the uh, pronunciation of these tribes, is the orange tribe. So we'll start there. We've got Hunter, who's 28. Um, he's a science teacher. We've got Liz, who's 35. She's a marketing strategist. We've got Randon, who is 41. He's an aerospace tech. We've got Soda, who's 27, who's a special ed teacher. Tevin, who's 24, an actor. And then Venus, who's also 24, and a data analyst. Now, Caleb, as you are looking at this tribe, uh, this is the, I believe, youngest tribe by median. Median age, yes, would be 29. Caleb, what are the strengths and weaknesses of this tribe? Yeah, I think the uh, the strengths, um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it is interesting that uh, Soda and Hunter are both teachers, so they're going to bond over that. Um, I have zero kind of like understanding for what... Um, how they're going to interact and engage with one another. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm answering your question, but you're not. We're gonna say just strengths. Um that they have a, the someone with the same name as the last winner of Australian Survivor. That's my strength. Great. And thanks for not <laughs> spoiling that because now we're down to six. Um, yeah, kill. So I'll, I'll help you out here. And from my perspective, I think the strength of this tribe, my guess would be the social side. I, I think uh, looking at some of the cast assessment, I think all of these individuals seem to have a great social uh, game. They seem to kind of pop off the screen a little bit. And so I think that's going to be helpful. Um, some weaknesses, I think maybe in the physical piece, um, they may be missing out on that a lot. Looking at them stack up against the other two tribes, I'm a little worried about how they will perform in challenges. Um, now, as we look at opportunities and threats, the opportunity, I agree with you, from my perspective, would be the two teachers working together. Like, that's really cool. Um, what about threats, Caleb? What do you think could threaten this tribe and potentially lead them to a downfall? as you are looking at these six individuals? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, actually. I think potentially, we've we kind of already talked about that the um, the big personalities, and you have several big personalities, and two of them that I'm going to like be honed in on are uh, the two 24-year-olds in Tevin mm -hmm. and Venus. And will they work together or be opposed to one another, right? So if I could... Uh, you know, Venus came up, at least in there, you know, the edited introduction we got about Venus comes off as like somewhat relational, but kind of like, like kind of seems like is willing to be a little bit more aggressive in their gameplay. And so will those two work together? And more importantly, will the old, I mean, older four see them as a pair and like vote them off because of it? For sure. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing where the two 24-year-olds and you have uh, Soda and Hunter, who are both the teachers who are 27, 28. That's a lot in common, just naturally already. And then you have Liz and Randon, who are 35 and 41. They are both parents. And so you're naturally having a lot of life connections within those even small age demographics. Now, obviously, we know age may play a factor into um, an alliance as we're seeing this season of Australian Survivor. However, in Survivor 41, D and Julie were kind of very different ages, very different walks of life, but were arguably the tightest alliance out there last yeah. season. So we never know what could happen, but I do agree with you that threat could be some of these pairs coming off. Any other thoughts on this orange stripe, Caleb? We're flying through, man. We're flying. I mean, I mean like, let's, we, I, I talked about it at the beginning of the episode. They did not give us much to work with. Uh, in terms of our thoughts for each of these players, I wish we got a little bit more. Uh, you know, sometimes the like the one minute little shorts really is enough. Occasionally, they give us like a, like a three minute kind of like introduction to them. So like it's just not a ton to work with, which is why we're leaning on. Oh, the two people that are twenty four will also work together. Right. So, like yeah. we know nothing. <laughs> we we know nothing. I think just in general, like I am intrigued about that tevin and venus will they connect together will they not um i think two of the most mellow people of the season are also on the tribe together in terms of uh and i say i say well actually I, i'm trying to remember my listening to liz i guess she was not that quite that mellow but hunter was mellow no. for yes. certain um yeah 
I also think like Hunter Hunter feels like the most in common with the two of us. So like I have yeah. like a vested interest in like hoping he does well because like yeah, he reminds me he, more of me than anyone else. So for sure, he's a couple years younger than us, but he's a teacher. Right. He says he like leads Survivor games with his students. Like we've both done that when Absolutely. we work close with students. So like yeah, we we probably have some similar life experiences there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also let left med school to teach uh fun fact i was pre-med my first semester of college and now i work in education so another connection not the same thing but yeah (laughs) not even a little bit all right let's go to this green tribe uh and this green tribe is the sega tribe we've got ben who is quite the character already quite the character i am fascinated with him he is uh, 31 and a musician we've got charlie who's 26 he's a law student uh jim is 32 uh, she's an international brand mentor maria 48 shout out to texas uh and she is a parent coach uh mariah i don't know what a parent coach is i want to I, I think someone that coaches like parents like i, okay. I don't think i don't think it's that hard man I didn't know if there was like a slash that like got deleted when I was copying this into my notes or not. But yeah, no, yeah. Mariah, who's 28, she's a program coordinator. And then Tim, who's 31, and he's a college coach, which shout out to being a college coach as a career coach at a college. So we love that age range. We got 28, 26, 28, 31, 31, 32, 48 with the median being the highest, obviously with that 48 Maria, uh, bringing it up to a 32.67. Akil, what would you see as some strengths of this tribe and weaknesses of this tribe? Yeah, great question. Uh, Strengths, I have zero idea. Um, (laughs) Zero idea. Uh, I do have some weaknesses, though. Um, (laughs) Hit me, man. (laughs) I think stand out to me. This feels like the Lulu tribe (laughs) to me. (laughs) I'm nervous about this tribe, man. (laughs) Yeah, so as I'm like looking up my notes from them, yes, this is the one with Charlie, who is like the big like Taylor Swift dude. I'm going to have my arrows to her, which like, to me, he just came across as younger than 26. Um, and like, I'm worried that he's not going to really connect very well. Um, Mariah is nerdy and dorky. We already talked about Ben being very quirky in general. And then to top it all off, Tim, I really wanted to like Tim. I loved, I actually loved Tim's first video. And then I read who he would play like in Survivor. Who do you say? He said Shamar. Oh, which, did he? Which I believe is like, if I remember correctly, that's from Fans versus Favorites 2. Yeah. And that is, I lost a lot of, just a lot of respect. Like that's Was there that's, a reason behind it? No, it just said Shamar. Um, and like, <laughs> that's a, okay. If it, if he said that in a joking way, that's actually really funny. Absolutely. No, no, 100%. <laughs> if it's a joke, if it's a joke, like, oh, that's actually cool, cool, good on you. But if like that's who you genuinely think you'll play like, then like I hope share that you have a Sherry around to to protect you because Shamar did not play well. He, <laughs> he didn't. That is very interesting. I <laughs> I'm with you, man. I I see kind of a lack of connection here that I'm nervous about. Right, like Charlie with the t- Taylor Swift. Uh, I I was I love it. I'm a Swifty, but 
with the oldest tribe, it's like, ooh, that may not pan out very well. Um, as Ben's a musician, he may have some strong feelings about Taylor Swift, if that's a common topic around camp. Um, but also, it was, I believe it was Jim. She talked about how her and her husband uh, applied in the same video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they emailed and just wanted her, and she was very proud of herself. And I was... I'm nervous because that came off a little bit. Um, I, I think that could rub people the wrong way the way it came out. So I'm a little nervous. I really wanted to like her. I think that's a really funny, fun fact. Um, but I'm nervous <laughs> about yeah. this tribe. And I think all those dynamics happening together um, could be a very interesting tribe that we're about to get into. Uh, Kale, do you see any opportunities for success in this tribe? I know we talked about weaknesses, but any opportunities opportunities for success um hmm i you know i it if anyone if this season is about the tika three right or or hearkening to that ethos this is the tribe of the this is the tika tribe 2.0 in terms of like quirky characters 3.0 we got lulu in there yeah for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't, you know, they all run together at this point. Um, yeah, I, opportunities. I think, you know, I think they'll actually be a fun, fun group of people, and that's honestly what I want. Hopefully, we'll get to see some camp life happening. I wish we could see more of that in U.S. Survivor more often. And so, this um, knowing that this tribe has some of the more eccentric players on it the more um, quirky ones, they could be really entertaining and super yeah. dysfunctional, which would also be really fun to watch. Right. And that that's literally my exact opportunity and threat, right? Like they, they come from all walks of life. They seem like these, if I had to pick six different personalities, it is them. Um, that's a great opportunity for success, right? We see, we see Caleb and Emily working together so well last season. Um, that was really cool. I think that's a great opportunity However, I think the more natural assumption is it's going to be a threat. Um, it's just um, bonding and just a, a cohesive team uh, right now could be a struggle for this tribe, just purely based on these quick videos we've received. Any other thoughts on the screen tribe, Caleb? No, let's move on. Dallas, Texas represent. All right. Dallas, Texas. And represent. we're going to Bryson Wendell's. Bryson uh, Wendell. Dallas watch party, which I'm assuming Maria would be there. I hope so. Better be. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this purple tribe. I believe it's the Yanu tribe. Um, and uh, I believe it's Banu. Um, and he is 41. He's an IT quality analyst. We've got uh, David Jelinski, who I believe is going by Jelinski, 22. And he's a slot machine salesman. From Las Vegas, Nevada. Which is, I'm just gonna pause. That is a Harvardy kickboxer uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, That's not his career. real job. <laughs> That's not his real job. No, 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 no. Do we? What do you think his real job is? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no, so, he, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make any assumptions. So, yeah. but like they did, like slot machine salesman, which he like he probably sells slot machines at some point, but that is not his only source of income right for sure 
Uh, well, I don't know. Cody was an elevator salesman in Hawaii, which my question was, how many <laughs> elevators do you need to sell? That's um, why he was how so was that a good. Job? Yeah, he, he, was the, he was the one salesman of That's, all Hawaii. That is, true. that is true. I love it. All right. And then we have Jess, who's 37. She's a software engineer. We have Kinsey, who is 29, a salon owner, uh, which did not bode well in Australian Survivor this season, being a salon owner. Uh, we've got Q, who is 29 and a real estate agent, and I believe a top real estate agent in the country, or or at least his state. I can't remember which one, but a yeah. highly successful real estate agent. And then we have Tiffany, who's 33, and she is an artist, which had a really cool story behind uh, her art. Um, yeah. So age range, we've got 22, 29, 29, 33, 37, and 41. So a little bit you know, skewed older, however... That 22-year-old in Jelinski is bringing that median age to kind of the middle of all three tribes at a 31.8. Caleb, strengths and weaknesses of this tribe. Well, my only weakness, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm going to just forget your rules. I'm going to go straight to threats. Uh, and in particular, it, it's not my rules, it's SWAT analysis. Someone that I was actually think I really like, but I'm a really worried about how they will fit in or if they will make a connection uh, is Jessica. Uh, I really, I think, liked her. I think, like, just has, like, again, one of the more mellow personalities on the season. Uh, and so, just in general, like, afraid feels like it's the archetype of will kind of like be a little bit on the outs and, and kind of like, you know, not that anyone's like upset at Jessica. And so I, I'm, I'm worried for her early on. Um, but in terms of your strengths and weaknesses, my hope is, you know, Jelinski, I expect a fully operating slot machine out there on the, the tribe camp. So that's an opportunity, Caleb. That's, <laughs> that's a, an opportunity. That's a strength. They're going to have the most fun yard games uh, of the tribe. That's true. Uh, and going into that opportunity for me is thinking there's so many opportunities to risk your vote and wager your vote. I feel like jelinski has got to have the right decision every time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, someone on there, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, I like, what, what don't you know about me? I love to gamble. And I was like, oh. I don't know. I, I actually don't remember who that was at this point, but I just remember thinking maybe I don't want you on my truck. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, same, same here, man. I, I think a huge strength that though, this one, if you look at this, this feels like the physically dominant tribe. Uh, we typically see one tribe emerge as the one who will almost always get emerge unscathed. And I do think this would be the tribe. If I have to say that early on, uh, I can see all six of them making the merge at this point, emergatory at least, um, and being intact compared to the other two tribes. As we look at some of the common, Obstacle course and puzzle immunity challenges that we'll see in this uh, pre-merge. So that that's the strength for this tribe. Me, I already said opportunity weakness. Um, I'm not sure. I, I am not sure about a weakness for this tribe. Potentially similar to the other ones, just with so many big personalities, will they all fit together? Um, and I think that's going to be the threat as well of of what to perceive here. Yeah, Caleb. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on this purple tribe before we jump into our fantasy draft? No, all I know is that Jelinski also describes himself as Tyson, and that's some big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Um, the picture I'm looking at, it's a little grainy, uh, and he looks like Drew from last season because he has his hair pulled back. In in their defense, 
you know, they had not seen last season. So that yeah. is true. Yeah, he, true. He, maybe maybe he would say, "Hey, I am actually like Drew from last from season 46, 45, yes. 45. Hopefully not Drew Christie, but you know, basically I'm a badass. <laughs> hey, Drew Christie did. He knew Wentworth was a threat before anyone else did. He can he can have that claim. He knew. Sure, whatever you All say, right. man. Caleb, let's jump into our favorite part of every season. It's the fantasy draft. Is it our favorite part? I don't know that it is. It's my favorite part because I'm better than you at it. Now, Caleb, we have a great time every season doing fantasy draft. This is in terms of like us picking players we like and arguing and being obnoxious about them. That is the foundation of our podcast, Speaking Llama, even emerging into existence over three years ago. Almost Absolutely. Ago I would before. say it's the foundation of our friendship stubbornly sitting in our positions just for the sake of getting the underneath the other's skin. I agree. And what's fun about fantasy drafts, you know, so what we'll do is we'll each pick four, we'll do a snake draft and we will get points for um, kind of how well they do. Right. So if they're the first one out, we get one point or second out, they get two points, very simple process. Whoever has the most points at the ends wins, except we each have a winner pick. And if that winner pick wins the game, which Caleb has had two winner picks win the game, I have had zero. Does points don't matter at that point? You win the game. Um, our favorite was season thirty-nine, where your winner pick and my winner pick got first and second. And that was a fun. That was a fun. That time was the fun one. Yeah. Uh, I think I've never seen you more scared watching a final <laughs> travel council. You were terrified that that I was going to win because that per- your winner pick was so terrible the entire game. <laughs> and I was so obnoxious. I was wearing a t-shirt with a caricature on him. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Speaking of people taking merchandising, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the first, I, I I have like at least four, I think, it, Oh, if we count snuff tats, well, it's not, but I have four <laughs> different t-shirts, three different hats of players. So, you know, we're fine <laughs> now. Okay. A couple uh fun things for us. I as I've reflected back on our previous drafts, I think what's really fun for me is we don't know these players. We don't know how they're going to do, but ultimately this is going to shape our entire podcasting experience throughout the rest of the season because we are going to root for them. Even if they are terrible. Now there may be a couple, if they like quit or something like that, that we're like, Ooh, like maybe we don't claim them. Yeah. It's but, a, it's an old wound. You got to bring that up. You got to open that up. Once yeah. More. You're welcome. Or if they get voted out and never participate in the challenge and it was your winner. Yeah. pick, You know, you may not be thrilled with that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we are going to be obnoxious about these players. And so really there, there's some high stakes here uh, about what this season will look like. And you as a listener get to carry, uh, come along and do that. Now I will uh, share more at the end of our episode, but there will be an opportunity for you to compete with us to see if you are better than we are at drafts. I know I'm better than Caleb, but are you better than me? That's the question. So Caleb to start, I believe you did win by one point last time. However, that doesn't matter. I have a flyer for girl scout cookies in my hand. I'm going to put it in either my left hand or my right hand. If you get it right, you get to pick whether you want to go first or if you want to go second. Now, if you go second, you get second and third pick. Yeah, you go yeah. first, you get first and fourth, and then we'll redo that. We're picking four. All right. I'm going to put it in one of my hands. If you get it right, you get to pick where you're going. Yeah. You have to separate your hands and hold it. I'm I'm size. aware of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm aware. So when, I, when I host, I have a buff ready, but you know, whatever. All right. 
this is my right hand. This is well, hang on, just my hands. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. Okay, this is my right hand. <laughs> this is my left hand. All right, Kill, which one do you want? Give me the right. There's nothing there. Oh, no what a shame. What a shame. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, Matthew McConaughey is not on this season. Oh, I love Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Take first pick, man. Oh, I, I take first pick? Yeah. Excellent. Well, my, I do need to talk to somebody about this. Sheldon out. Sheldon is back. The turtle. Sheldon, who should I pick? Oh, there is only one to pick. It's clear. Give me Kinsey. Very nice. Pick number one. We'll see if she's my winner pick. But pick number one. I will reveal my strategy to you at the very end of this, Alex. Is it people who are featured on the promo? No, you have to wait and see. <laughs> I think it's that. You have to wait and see. All right. So wait it's my see. turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get two picks. You do get two picks. I'm so excited. All right. Number one. I've never felt more connected to a player. Oh, also real fast before, yeah. before I, I did want to say one of the reasons I am actually picking Kinsey uh, in, in her bio or in like questions, what was one thing you didn't know about me? Uh, I quote, I'm a savage at Catan. Reference to board game immediately has the love and affection of for team Caleb. So like obviously had to be my pick. Nice. Right. Only person cool. to reference a board game. So, you know, like I had to pick her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, before I was rudely interrupted, I was going to say, I've, I've never felt more connected than when I hear a player go, yeah, when I'm out here, I'm going to be in my reputation era. As a reputation stand, we got to go, Charlie. Get over here, man. You were born to be on Team Alex. You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. We both like reputation. Let's let's make it happen. All right. I I, I can't he, believe you didn't take him first. I, I that's a dead giveaway. I think you just picked the first boot. Doesn't matter because I care more <laughs> about Taylor Swift than I do. About I you. I need you. I need you to know. And he is literally my last person. Like that, <laughs> ever would have taken. <laughs> haters gonna hate Caleb. I um, haters are gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, my second pick. I'm so I'm so excited for my second pick. I think she is going to be the powerhouse of the season. I I think she's going to be phenomenal this season. I'm so excited to root for her. Representing the Orange Tribe, we've got Soda, and I think she's going to be great. That's great, man. So happy for you, Caleb. Take take uh your second and third pick. Oh, second and third picks. Okay, huh, I gotta make sure. Uh. I don't pick. I don't pick people that you've already picked. Uh, second and third pick, right? So you picked Soda, and you picked who was it again? Charlie. Charlie. That's right. I forgot. I was so shocked by that position, like that pick. I'm just like already <laughs> forgotten about it. Uh, my next pick is going to be. And I make sure I don't pick all the people. Got to hedge my bets. Not everyone on the same freaking tribe done that before bad mistakes um we're gonna go with tiffany 
Okay. Who is on the same tribe as Kinsey? I realized I just contradicted myself. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely did. <laughs> We're going to go with Kinsey, a uh, little bit sassy, uh, competitive. I like the vibe. I'm excited to see Tiffany play, um, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. For my next pick, uh, just writing down my picks here. We're going to go with. And this is this is a tough one for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with who I very minimum I think is going to be shown a lot on the season, and that's gonna be Tevin. Nice, nice. Ooh, Caleb, Alex. Um, so I I had tiered systems and I had eight in my tier one of like all players I was decided to pick you have only taken one of them that's great so now I have some tough choices because I figured you would take a lot more um than that let's be honest I this like this ranking was a complete crapshoot this year like I I I I am genuinely upset at production because I don't I don't think I have a good grasp of these players okay so I've got one two three four left and I have to pick two of them that's true no we got five left and I have to pick two of them Literally just pick tough. the two top two on your rankings. Well, I'm second guessing myself now. Well, you know, that's fine. All right. Give me. Give me Venus from the Orange Tribe. Yep. Yep. Good call. Good call. I I really like Venus. I was going back and forth between Venus and Tevin. Yeah. Uh, last pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. I don't know who to pick. Oh, man. There's two I really want to pick that I'm not going to. Because I'm trying to... I feel like I need a potential challenge beast on my team. And, and so I'm going to go with Q. Oh, okay. That that You know what? I was, I was thinking about Q, but I was going against my... You know, he literally would have been the third pick of that tribe. Uh, and yeah. so thank you yeah. for actually picking him because I, I think would he's going to be great. It may, he it he was he yeah. was one of the ones I was watching. And as he was talking, it's like, oh, you could win this game. Yeah. Um, I, I think the real estate piece, um, he knows how to talk to people. He's very athletic. Um, I think they're going to keep him around. Uh, I love that. Um, Venus, incredibly social. I think she's very strategic. Uh, there's. Uh, in particular, two, three others that haven't been picked yet. I think you'll probably pick up one of them. Um, but I, I am, we we do take a fifth pick at the merge, and so I will definitely be taking one of those two individuals at the merge if they make it. But Caleb, take your last pick. Yeah, absolutely. I will also say too, like with the the QBs, my one concern about him was that uh, I like I note I like him, but maybe we'll be a little try to be a little bit too controlling um so just from like uh some of the comments he made in his uh video so well i mean again it was one minute of a guy that i don't even know already slandering team alex well listen he got picked on team alex this is what's gonna happen you literally went oh man i was gonna take him i'm so glad he did to yeah he's gonna be terrible no no i said my one concern with him was going to be that's different that's different 
All right, Caleb, okay. take your last pick, man. Uh, do I go with my strategy or do I go with my wild card pick? That's the question here. And I don't know what I want to do. I am probably going to regret this pick. In fact, I know I would likely regret this pick because I just... But there are there are two people that I noted as like potentially... I thought could see winning the game or like I picked as potential winners uh, after their videos, except one of them put that their person they would be most like was Shamar. Uh, and you know what, Tim, come on down. I'm, I'm going to believe that it was a joke. It was a deep cut survivor reference. Please, Tim, don't let me down. I'm really worried about this pick after the reading that one thing. So we're gonna dude. I, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Tim seems like a cool ass dude, but I don't like that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Me too. I don't know. Listen, 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 listen. I have you know that my wild card picks in the pack past have been successful. They have. They we'll have. See. Well, okay, so bro, the the three people. So again, I had a, a top eight. You yeah, took yeah, Tevin. Yeah. Tevin was in my top eight for sure. Yeah. Um, as my wild card pick so um, good on you for taking that now these three I didn't pick they are like quintessential team Caleb picks that I am shocked shocked you didn't take can you guess them no on like okay. legit, yeah. I don't I think you're overestimating how prepared I feel about this season so go ahead okay uh Jess I really like Jess I, I listen. I also really like Jess. I, I'm just afraid that she's not going to last. Long. I think she's I too normal. I think she's too like not I, quirky enough. I know. I'm with you. I love Maria. I think Maria is great. Yeah, I'm that, so excited that, for Maria. That's a that's a good call too. I I am worried if that tribe goes to tribal council early simply because she is older that she will be an easy target. Right? There's nowhere to hide with mm-hmm. six people. So like that. Like I agree with you. If Maria's there at the merge and I get to pick first, like I could totally see myself picking her. It was yep. really just a, hey, you can't really hide with six people. And yep. um, that has been one of the results of the new era of Survivor is that there's been a lean, a tendency towards mm-hmm. keeping some strength at the beginning because of the smaller tribes. Yeah. Yep. And the other one uh, is actually the person we heard most uh, from our listeners when we asked like, hey, who should we pick? Um, it's Hunter. Um, because listen, he's man, most like us. I listen. Man, I, I, I I liked Hunter. Here's my deal. We I read a lot into the edit too. I also like Hunter, and I probably should have picked him. Uh, I was also like that was it was Hunter, uh, Tim, and um, and Ben, which would have been my strategy uh, that I was thinking about. And I my worry with Hunter is that like I'm probably way reading too much into it, but. Of all the people's like one minute introductory, his told me the absolute least about him as a person. Mm. And like everyone else had this like pretty epic, back, like pretty deep backstory. Like Tim, I really like, like, not Tim, but uh, Hunter, I really like him. Like I, I identify, like relate to him, like being a teacher. And like, uh, I think maybe he was from the Southeast, uh, Mississippi somewhere. Mississippi, like, so yep. like, yeah, to- like totally get that um i'm just worried that like because he really wasn't shown uh in his video that i'm probably overthinking it but i do like hunter yeah. you absolutely overthink it because you're unprepared 
Oh, I know. I'm unprepared. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Caleb, now is the fun time when we get to pick our winner picks. Doesn't need to be the first per- person you chose, but Caleb, since you went first, uh, we want to hear your winner pick first. Absolutely. I feel um that we have not seen th- this 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 try this season has not seen uh D uh from last season. Uh and so I think we're gonna see another relational female win this. Uh, and, you know, they described themselves as the Parv and Marianne combo. Give me Kinsey. All right. Um, I'm taking Soda. That's good. Winner pick. I think Soda's winning the game. Hands down. Awesome, man. That's my winner pick. All right, Caleb. So you've got Kinsey as your winner pick. Um, along with Tiffany, Tevin, and Tim. Oh, little T hey! action there. <laughs> and I've got Soda as my winner pick with Charlie, Venus, and Q uh, rounding out my team. I think it's going to be a fun season to watch. Um, and again, so I mentioned uh, if you think you are better than us in drafts, uh, we are partnering with Bracketology this year. We have a Speaking Llama Podcast League set up on Bracketology. Download the app, click Survivor, and you will see us up there join our league it's gonna be a lot of fun we have two different kind of competitions going one is a kind of first look competition where after the first episode you get to order kind of the 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 boot order of what you think is going to happen uh that's just for fun right we just like judging people that's for fun but then we have a confidence pool and that is each week before the episode you go in and you rate how confident you feel someone's going to stay um between most confident all the way to least confident who you think is going home, you get points based off of that. Whoever wins the confidence pool is going to win a Survivor 46 buff, assuming they don't sell out, from us shipped to you as a winner of the league. So we're really excited to partner with Bracketology this year and do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Caleb and I are already in there, and so uh, you will get to compete alongside us as well. Absolutely. I also add, Alex, that I haven't run this by you, but uh, if you beat Alex, you can replace him on the podcast. Deal. Done. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's going to uh, be no, a fun season. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Be fun. Really, really fun for it. Um, really fun for it? That's not really fun for it. Wow, Alex. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Uh, Caleb, what are you most looking forward to in the next 36 hours not related to Survivor? I mean, that's really hard. I'm playing pickleball tomorrow morning, so you know, that's, that's always fun. I'm wearing my new snuffed hat to pick, play in pickleball in the morning. Snuffed, officially which is, not a sponsor. Officially, unofficially not a sponsor. What about I love you? It, man. What about you? Dude, I'm excited to sleep tonight. That's what I'm excited for. You know, if you are a real Survivor fan, you would go sleep outside and uh, run a sprinkler on you like you're in the rain. So that's just. Well, no, I'm a real Survivor fan because I'm going to go to sleep tonight knowing that my team's going to beat your team because stats tell me that. So oh, for sure. But, but of... we already know that winner the winner pick is on Team Caleb. <laughs> like that, that That's just Maybe. like same with Australian Survivor. Winner pick is already on there. So Maybe. Maybe. 
All right, dude. Well, this was a lot of fun. Excited for our coverage this season. Uh, hope you follow along with us every week. We'll be doing instant recap reactions right after the episode to get our initial thoughts right under an hour. Shelton the turtle is back on the screen. I'm sure he will be joining us uh, every week. So make sure to tune in anytime you hear me laugh. That is likely the turtle puppet that Caleb is grinning ear to ear. We're clapping Next with it. We're <laughs> clapping with it. I, this is what, this is the kind of crap I have to deal with. All right. Uh, well, hope you have a great week leading up to Survivor. It should be a lot of fun. Get those fantasy picks in in our Bracketology League. Speaking Llama, download the app, um, the Bracketology app. And then we'll speak Llama to you later. <laughs>